All right, everybody. Welcome back to Tech Gumbo. I'm Haggai Davis III, co-hosting with Haggai Davis II, and we would like to thank you for joining our show. Tech Gumbo is a conversation about the past, present, and future of all things technology in a topical, interesting, and digestible way. We also want to thank our sponsor, Cardinal Capital. They connect businesses to capital. It does not matter what business you are in, Cardinal Capital has the resources all across the United States that are willing to help fund organizations of any size, life cycle, category, or location. Cardinal Capital works with you to craft the best commercial finance package for you to achieve your business goals. Whether you're looking to refinance your current debt because of the new government programs and the favorable interest rates, or you're trying to finance new equipment or maybe acquire another business altogether, Cardinal Capital has the resources to make it happen. When banks cannot do a loan, they seek out Cardinal Capital to help. The Cardinal Capital guys are easy to work with and fun to be around. Contact them today at 225-308-3700 or send them an email at info at cardinalcap.net and they'll be happy to help you with your commercial finance needs. So each week we take a listener question about a topic that they were interested in by either visiting our website, techgumbo.net, or you can still send a text to 225-255-0431. And this week, the question that was sent in was, on last week's show, you mentioned Industry 3.0. Can you go into more details about that? And we'd love to. This was something that whenever we got the question, we said, all right, what is Industry 3.0? We actually had to go do some digging ourselves uh, and found that Industry 3.0 isn't even the latest one we are moving into industry 4.0. So we thought we'd go through what is one, two, three, and four. The the real quick of it is industry 1.0 was mechanization, the introduction of steam and water power. Industry two was mass production using electricity. Industry three was automated production using computers, IT systems, and robotics. And four is the small factory autonomous systems and Internet of Things machine learning. So 1.0 was the, that first industrial revolution. 2.0, you know, you start to think about Henry Ford and the assembly line. 3.0 was the first time you had computers. And so think about, you know, the early 70s and, and through today and then 4.0 we're really starting to to see it ramping up with the intelligence autonomous systems you know having the iot which we've been talking about for a long time you're really starting to see the the advancement and the growth of so much capability because it's not just humans doing these things anymore it's now these machines are able to take over more and more complicated tasks so that humans can hand off the more monotonous, the more mundane, the more rote things, and just focus on the creative, the abstract, and, and those types of tasks. And to give you an idea how fast things are changing, Industry 1.0 started in 1760s. Industry 2.0 came around a little more than 100 years later in the 1870s and went through the early, mid-1900s. Then in the 1970s, that's when Industry 3.0 came along. So you went from the 1870s to the 1970s during Industry 2.0. 
So from the 1970s to right about now, which has only been 40 or 50 years, now we're creeping into industry 4.0, and that's how fast things are happening. The length of time of the, the generations of industry is shrinking, and that's just because each one gets progressively more advanced, and the it's an acceleration. And so you're seeing this increasing return on investment, and it's increasing at an increasing rate. And so every year, things are able to do more. We're writing better algorithms that are able to produce more data, that we're able to analyze better, to make better decisions. And so you have to think that if we're at the onset of 4.0, 5.0 can't be that far away because, you know, we're every we're getting faster every time. You know, when you're looking at industry 3.0, as somebody who's nearing 60 years old, this has been the majority of my life where you go back and you look at the the, the computers were just coming there instead of being warehouse size they were room size they were now into a desktop size in the 80s then the internet went from being a, a darpa project in the 60s to the early 1990s when the world wide web was created and now you have websites and you had people doing business on the web in the in the 90s and then as the 2000s come around and then you get the amazons and you get facebooks and and social medias and then when you start looking at what industry 4.0 is going to be which will be the majority of your life Mm -hmm. it's really really fascinating when you start putting those concepts together in those kind of ways oh yeah you know we do have to also talk about the 4.0 does have some downsides to it. That right now, this is one of the things that Andrew Yang has talked about a lot in his book, is that we are seeing a lot of people lose jobs to automation. And we've talked about a lot on this show that a lot of factories are being automated away. The number one place that we have lost jobs to in factories is not a foreign country. It's not a third world country. It is automation. And so all those people in those towns through no fault of their own are now unemployable. And we need to be thinking about how can we build our society and these systems in such a way that these are are really complicated things. It requires a lot of education to understand these and to really be able to make use of them. We need to have it working for everyone. We cannot just let it roll on its own because we will not develop something which works for everyone because it takes so much time to get into these industries. You know, we need to be taking care of all of our citizens with these advancements. And when you go back and look, Industry 1.0, they have to do something different with their lives now because – We've got some kind of mechanization. We don't need people rowing the boat anymore. We can have a motor turning the the steam engine. You know, then you get into mass production. Well, instead of everybody just hammering things together by themselves, we can have some automation putting, you know, assembly line things. What's going to put so many people out of work? And then, you know, the industry 3.0 with 
robotics and 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 computers was going to put so many people out of work and 4.0 is going to put so many people out of work we just keep retraining people but it's going to be harder and harder to retrain people because the the progressions of technology is happening faster than people want to learn right and we did put those people out of work the people who took the, the those jobs were the next generation but the problem is that you know as you pointed out these this turnover is happening faster it's happening inside of lifetimes it's happening inside of generations and so it's one thing if you say you say okay i learned this skill in high school i learned this skill in college this will carry me or i didn't i didn't need a college degree i learned this skill in high school that will carry me my entire life versus being okay i'm 40 and my industry has now been completely obsolete I have to reinvent myself at 40. That's tough. That's hard. That's something that you know about, but not a lot of people can sit there and say, all right, I have to rebuild because my job is now done by a piece of code. I, and I have gone through that. I have, uh, have li- having spent 35 years in IT and telecom, you, you have to reinvent yourself about once every five years and learn a whole new skill set and it's not been easy i i am very fortunate to have had a, a very long and and prosperous career doing this it's going to be interesting to see especially throughout your career how well everybody else learns to reinvent themselves and continuing on we were talking about industry one two three and four the web has also gone through one two and is entering into three and so, before we get there, before we go there, let's do thank the listener again for sending us that question to techgumbo.net. Go onto the website. You can do that if you don't want to send in a text. That's okay. 225-255-0431 or techgumbo.net. Come to the website. Check it out. Send us your question. Thank you to that listener. We were sending you a Tech Gumbo mug. Absolutely. It, it's sparked a fantastic conversation and we we took the the industry one two three and four and thought we can make a whole segment around this it was a great question and and we love this kind of engagement from our listeners because also we we love this stuff for ourselves we Um, really do and and you had started started to mention that the whole internet the web has had its own versions of web one web two and web three so web one was mostly read only you had the large organizations or businesses or institutions created their web pages and the users pretty much just took information from them you went to the site you learned something and that was it web two was that's whenever you start to get into users putting information into the web so that would be things like wikipedia It'd be things like social media. That really was whenever you had people being part of the ecosystem. It was a, a read and write. It was bi-directional as opposed to just one way. And then 3.0 is now we're moving into you're adding in intelligence. You're adding in automation into the web. You're adding in things like Bitcoin and blockchain as part of decentralization. These are big changes then you're also putting in different types of graphics when you start adding in 3d graphics 
to go along with the artificial intelligence. And, you know, we've talked about metaverse and, and not just Facebook's version of metaverse, because there's going to be several different or lots and lots of different metaverses that are out there. Now you're you're immersing yourself in a 3D world, and that's where a lot of Web 3.0 is going. Sachin Nadella said that with Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard, they're really planning to use their games division to help build their metaverse. He said that, you know, a lot of people who currently play video games, that's kind of like a metaverse already. And that if you can use what they know about making games in order to build these places where people are going to interact virtually, that's that is their thinking there. And so they see this acquisition of Activision Blizzard, not just as buying another video game publisher, but really starting to think about a future wherever people exist in the digital world as much as they exist in the physical world. So when yeah, when you start thinking about like what Satya was talking about where, yeah, they've got Flight Simulator and Minecraft and those 2D games where you're just moving around on, on looking at a screen doing it. When you can start doing that Flight Simulator from within a 3D virtual reality, now it's a whole lot different experience. And you're you're interacting with artificial intelligence. It's learning what you're wanting to do, sometimes a little too much. And and you're you're interacting with a whole lot of different people differently. A lot of proponents will claim that you are able to have more intelligence on the web. And so we're already seeing some of some of this in different places with how smart Google is, how much they can scan the web, how how much they can take all of this data and, and crunch it and turn it into actual interesting things, how far reaching it is. That's Google, Amazon, a lot of these tech giants, that's really where you're seeing some of this power of Web 3.0. When, you, when you're looking at some of the advantages of Web 3.0, you know, you get a lot more information. You're creating tons and tons and tons of more information and and you're building efficiencies, you know, but that also with better efficiencies, better marketing, like like Amazon knows everything that you possibly want and what Amazon doesn't know Google does. And you've got better communications and that's all great. But now you've got to worry about the disadvantages, too. Yeah, the better marketing is we have to think about who is that an advantage for? I guess it's nice to be shown better products or products that are more relevant to me. But, you know, at some point, like it does get to a point where it's creepy how much they know about me. I would I don't want to feel spied on. I don't want to have to think about, wow. How did you know exactly what I want? And they also, they talk about changing human interactions. Well, looking at Web 2.0, not all of the changes in human interactions have been good. A lot of people are, are very strongly critical of social media because, yeah, we have changed human interactions. Some of it is good. Facebook can be used positively, but it's really, really easy to use it negatively. And so you, you're going to have to prove first that the changes that you're bringing to human interaction are positive. 
another big problem with the web 3.0 is it's going to be very complicated for for people to kind of get used to that idea you know we've talked about in the past how you're a native to to the technology island i'm an immigrant i came in on the ship and just happened to catch on there's a lot of people my age and older who never got on the boat yeah and you start going to the next stages of where this this 3d technologies and the grandmas and the grandpas out there ain't gonna play along very well with the metaverse and that's i don't even think we need to go for the grandmas and grandpas i a lot of the concepts the the newer concepts of blockchain and bitcoin and nfts if someone ever tries to tell you about an nft ask them what it is what it actually is ask them what it does or how it actually works because i've spent a lot of time trying to understand them and it's tough it's really hard and in some times it feels like it is intentionally made hard that they are obfuscating it in order to hide something because it's it's really cluttered and messy and you know it's it's tough so i i'm very sympathetic to people who aren't immediately jumping on board or they are jumping on board but they they aren't sure what it is yet i'm very sympathetic to that web 3.0 is going to it'll do some great things probably it's going to do some bad things certainly but it's one of the things it's not going to do is it's not going to ever solve like things like politics or emotional decisions or or interactions with with real people kind of stuff right of uh, a lot of the people who are you know touting the bitcoin and blockchain and nfts are saying that this will decentralize the currencies that we will be able to get rid of banks and we will you know it won't be We'll be able to achieve all of these punk rock style goals that, you know, we're getting back to the techno utopianism of anyone can do anything and there'll be no more power. It'll all be uniformly distributed throughout the entire user base. But that fails to take into account why power is currently centralized. It's not because we don't have means of decentralizing power, it's because power naturally condenses it naturally ends up in the hands of people who already have a lot of money already have a lot of power and we're already seeing that a lot of these things like bitcoin and nfts are being used to make money for people who already have a lot of money because people who know how to win at games people who create the rules they're going to figure this out ahead of those don't know how to figure out the rules. And so you can you're you're still going to have the same players rise back up if you went to this decentralized utopia very quickly the same people who rose up very quickly before are going to be right back in power again and that's just the way nature works. The strong survive. And it, that even assumes that we do end up in a, a uniform distribution. We're not. This is a smooth handoff. And so the people who are already in the lead continue to be in the lead. So the, I'm just, 
Web3 will do good things, but it, you can't solve not a technology problem with technology. We'll keep an eye on it here on Tech Gumbo as Web3 advances. We'll keep the conversation going. We will continue to report back. And we want to thank you again to that listener who started this whole conversation just by asking about Industry 3.0. Yeah, absolutely. And we want to thank General Informatics for sponsoring our show. General Informatics is an information technology firm with a mission to make our clients even more successful through the best use of technology. Based in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, General Informatics is a premier IT managed service provider delivering exceptional managed IT solutions to a diverse base of customers across the Southeast United States. From the beginning, we have maintained our commitment to meeting the growing needs of our clients through continuous innovation. With over 20 years of experience and a team of 120 plus employees, including technicians, engineers, programmers, and designers, GI has evolved to become the leading IT partner of businesses, schools, and government agencies. Our managed services team can run your digital infrastructure or support your team on an on-demand basis, letting you focus on your business's strengths. This has become a proven formula, so proven that 98% of our clients continue to do business with us year after year. Whether you need IT services, new technology, or have a question, visit us on the web at geninf.com. And if you enjoyed our show today, we're here on Talk 107.3 FM every Saturday at 4, and the show reruns Sunday at 4 p.m. If you missed any part of the show or would like to hear this or any previous episode, check out our podcast, available on most every podcast platform, including Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, Overcast, Player FM, Podchaser, and more. Be sure to subscribe when you're there. That way you'll be notified every time we post a new episode. And if you like our show or if you have any suggestions, let us know via text at 225-255-0431. And if you send us a question and we use your question as the question of the week, we will send you a free Tech Gumbo mug. Thank you for listening to Tech Gumbo.